A couple in England was caught on video having sex while they waited for their pizza at a Domino's. They were just trying to capitalize on the company's guarantee that you'll climax in 30 minutes or your pizza's free. Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You know, not only do I like a nice song by Squeeze, I love a bad, bad pun. And so that's why we're here with a little song where we'll take the chorus and turn it into uh, pulling healthcare from the floor. So it's not really melodic, but I felt really proud of myself and it was an excuse to play a song that I like. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. For those of you watching in YouTube, please join us in the chat. We'll be uh, chatting with you and chatting with one of the regulars in the Trump Report chat a little later. We'll tell you about that coming up. But for right now, to my left, camera right, Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. How are you, Chelsea? Fantastic. Even though I didn't understand the joke or the song, but I think I'm doing okay. So Domino's Pizza used to have a guarantee. I know, but they, they never said you would climb. They would say you would. Oh, so that was a joke. Well, there's another thing that you didn't understand. We were talking about billionaires running for president. This is a little look behind the curtain here, the Trump report. And Chelsea was saying that what if a different billionaire ran? And I'm like, what about Mark Cuban? She's like, well, that would be preferable. No problem with Mark Cuban. So I was like, well, what about Scrooge McDuck? And your answer was... Is this where I'm supposed to be really embarrassed? No, just just tell us what you said. I'm embarrassed for you. You don't have to be embarrassed. <laughs> I just said you're... You're, you're making that I'm up. Is that me. a thing? And perhaps you would be familiar with Scrooge McDuck's nephew, Donald Duck. Have you heard of him? I invoke my Fifth Amendment right against wow. self-incrimination. So she doesn't even know Donald Duck. Well, I would vote for Scrooge McDuck, except... He's not an American citizen. I want to see the real birth certificate on Scrooge McDuck. But someone that we know is USDA government-approved American, Scott Moore, at (laughs) S-Man 80. Organic, in fact. Organic, 100%. Free range, range. I I believe, that that was how you were raised. Yes. Anyway, uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Trump Report, ABTV. Follow us there, like us on YouTube, comment, rate on iTunes. You know, all the good stuff. And uh, we see people are already in the chat, mm-hmm. and we'll let you know that we will be joined in about 10 minutes or so by the one and only Storage Yard Resident, who anybody who has listened to the show or watched before knows that Storage Yard Resident is in the chat every episode, going back to the first episode of Trump versus Hillary. So we'll get his thoughts about a very important topic in a little bit, which is where we're going to start. Uh, healthcare, um, or as the White House is calling it, whoops. So uh, there was a lot of time spent, a lot of uh, bravado, braggadocia, other words like that that mean the same thing, that <laughs> about getting this done. And when you look at it from a Republican standpoint, there have basically been, I don't know, 10 votes to repeal Obamacare over the years and maybe 20. More like 60. 60. Plus. 60 plus. <laughs> Is See? it really? Yes. Wow. I yes. believe him. There's been I've, so I only get my, I only get my news from Scrooge McDuck, so I actually wouldn't know for sure. So, But that's the point. So they've done that, and then when it comes time to actually, all right, well, now you've been called up to the show, using air quotes, what are you going to do about it? Oh, wait a minute. Even we're not going to vote for this. Yeah, because they're still the party of no. Well, they, they are the party of no. And, you know, I've had this conversation over the last week with a few different people 
on my podcast. And the idea really was that no one was prepared for Donald Trump to become president. Mm-hmm. So they didn't think that they were actually going to have to do this. In seven years, nobody thought to at least put a rough draft together of right. what an ideal bill would look well, like. Well, they knew there was no reason to actually try and replace Obamacare when the guy it's named after was still president. And then the idea was like, well, of course, Hillary's going to win because how could she not, right? They're going to go campaign in Wisconsin and Michigan, aren't they? Only an idiot would do that and lose. <laughs> so I guess that that's really what it came down to is that it was like, oh, we have to try and fix this yes, now. This was my favorite part of the fallout. So most of this was because of the Freedom Caucus versus the moderates right. within the party. And one of the caucus um, guys on the Freedom the Freedom Caucus was like, there's like 30 of them, right? You would probably know mm-hmm. exactly. I've heard, there's like three dozen of them. Yeah. Around What's 30, his name? Poe. Ted Poe, from Republican from Texas, dropped out of the Freedom Caucus and said, we don't know how to govern. We just are the party of no. And he said, if the Ten Commandments were up for a vote... The Freedom Caucus would vote no. I mean, especially on Thou Shalt Not Kill. I think that's up for debate. I mean, when you really think about it. And and so that that is why this whole thing fell apart so beautifully. I call it beautiful. What well, yeah, it? no. I, I well, from gonna, your standpoint, obviously, right. well, it's beautiful. I, I was going to say, first of all, they were lazy. Uh, that's the Republicans in the sense they did not come up with a plan in the seven years. It yeah. was easier just to be like, no, 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 whine about it, knowing it was going to be vetoed. And then still not come up with a plan, a decent plan from... The election time period until they were here now with full power and the problem is they were so set on having to cram through a bill that they didn't give themselves they had no reason to rush it if they would have planned it out and really taken their time but it was so big on we have to repeal we have to repeal and as we've said all along if they would have taken the good parts of obamacare and really worked on negotiating with their own factions they could have maybe come up with something if they didn't rush it the other issue is that they're learning, like Paul Ryan says, is it's hard to govern. And even when you have full one-party you know, rule across the Domination. three branches of government, you still have all these different factions in a lot of t- ways that's sort of what happens in Parliament and other government setups around the world. So you have all these different factions that aren't all 100% in the same you know, field, obviously, because you've got the moderates, you've got the Freedom Caucus, you've got Donald Trump, who's a fake Republican to begin with. So you have all these different parts all trying to come together and make it work, and it's a really difficult thing to do. I just thought it was sort of laughable that it went down as fast as it did, um, that they... Well, that they realized at that point early in the day, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to make it through this. And I think that was the surprising thing, you know, when you start to kind of get the buzz. And I had a a literal buzz, my phone in my pocket, and I'm like, well, well, what is this? (laughs) And I'm like, well, how? Didn't they, like, just start trying to vote, you know? And trying to be the operative word. So Apparently, uh, up until, like, 45 minutes before the vote was pulled, they were all expecting to vote. And Trump sort of wanted that to be a thing where these – the Congress would have to vote against the president – live on TV, mm-hmm. would have to say no to the president. And he wanted that kind of moment to have use that as leverage right. over Right, he them. wanted that record because he already he made that comment about loyalty. He learned a lot about loyalty and all this crap. Because um, <laughs> the bottom line is it looks horrible on him and part, and you can't, you can't twist that around. Of course he was blaming the Democrats, but it's not their fault. You had 30-something people of your own party that were not even going to vote for this in the House. It didn't even get past the House. And it was never going to clear the Senate. So... Um, you can't try to twist it around any other way than saying that your party was not able to come to a consensus 
and it still falls on you, Mr. Negotiator. Right. You know, well, chief. that's what I was going to ask. The yes, big... the closer that couldn't even do a, a thing for it. So, and he honestly doesn't care. He doesn't care about it. He well, was just I doing think the, the in the playbook. big picture, the way that he does care is that it doesn't look good for him. And well, now no, no, the no. idea that you can't even get your own party to right. come close to passing something where you know you can at least allow a vote. So now anything that he wants to try and do, it's like, right. all right, well, you know what? We're just going to put up all of our roadblocks and, you know, we're going to wait for the midterm elections. Right. And well, I'm saying we're he doesn't, hold our breath, he doesn't care about health care as oh, no, far as the no, plan. No, 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 no. He wasn't invested in that, and that's why. And it was easy for him not to put too much into it because then he wasn't hopefully going to take the falls, what he was hoping. Right. I mean, he's even already said that he's willing him. to work with Democrats on it. So clearly he's not as invested in it as pretty much anyone else in, in his party the party that he ran for president as anyway. Right. Now, what do you think, Chelsea, as to what happens next? Do you think that they're actually going to take another crack at this? I mean, there is plenty of time. I but think when Paul Ryan said Obamacare, did he say Obamacare is the, is the well, law of the land for the, for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future? I think he knows that they're going to move on to other things. I think next in line is tax reform, which is going to be tough because they were planning to leverage some of the gains from the tax cuts to offset some spending and that, mm-hmm. that, that it was going to work in tandem but that didn't work the tax out so cuts much. from the health plan yeah that was going to give the tax cuts to the wealthy exactly and they were well, you know if that for the tax revamp if, if the white house does move on to tax reform maybe our friend Stephen will return our call because if you remember mm-hmm. that was what he was very he cares about. that was Single what he's very focused on voter, exactly um speaking of a a, a trump supporter which Stephen says he is not but uh, we are going to uh, speak in a moment with a friend of ours a friend of the show storage yard resident if we could get him on the line i want to know what he thinks about all of this and obviously we want to ask some sort of you know broader topics how he thinks you know How's it going with Trump? You know, things like that. Is he happy? Because if he is, I do want to know why. Well, I mean, he he was already saying last, um, was it last week? He was already, you know, Trump 2020. Well, sure. Yeah. pleased with how Uh, things are going. uh, Charles, a.k.a. Storage Yard resident, welcome to the Trump Report. Well, thank you very much. Now, uh, he has a voice. I know. know. (laughs) See, I, I basically got to the sneak peek because I spoke with you this afternoon, but Chelsea and Scott have never actually talked to you before. So uh, let's let's be friends here and say hello, Storage Yard resident, to both Chelsea and Scott. Well, Chelsea and Scott, hello, hello. Hi. And, Hi. And I, I'd like to say one thing, Chelsea. You know, you're talking about people running for president out there. You should try to get somebody to, to go do it. You know, it takes years and years to prepare somebody for president. I, I no, think I have an run. idea. She, you know, I do feel she has an idea of someone who could run for president. He's a little old. Let's be honest. In four yeah, years, no, that's not somebody, who I'm talking about. You're not talking about the other billionaire. I, mean, the guy, I saw. I heard the guy Scrooge one time. Okay, and, and the thing is, he's all right with some of the stuff. But what the problem is is that you know you're looking all these years in advance. That guy not be, might not be alive. Uh, you're, so you're talking about Bernie, but she's actually talking about not Scrooge McDuck. Who are you talking about that you want to run? <laughs> Oprah. Oh, okay. oh, oh yeah. Oprah. Well, that, how, how that's about a little running, maybe? Well, uh, Chelsea, uh, I don't think that Chelsea can run for president just yet. I don't yet. qualify yet. Yeah. I'm not 35. Uh, yeah. So, well, but, right. 35. But, no, 33. So, well, you, one, you would be one prepared in 2020. Right. <laughs> so, don't say that. No, she's not that old. Come on, stop, <laughs> Scott. You know, it's not going to help. So, uh, Storage Yard resident, I want to, of course, talk to you about Trump because you are, I would say, the most vocal, although it's, of course, a written word, so it's not really vocal. <laughs> but you're the most ardent supporter of Trump in the chat every week 
on the Trump report. Uh, I wanted to kind of start. What are your thoughts on the way that this whole health care vote went down? The fact that they didn't actually vote. Do you think that this well, is bad for Trump or you think he was never that invested in it anyway, like we were saying? I think what it was was all these various factions he has out there just can't seem to agree with the fact that he became president out there. So they're going to fight him every inch of the way. Okay, but I mean, the people in his... And if he was Hillary, then everything would have been wonderful. But the people in his own party didn't want to vote for this. So, you know, obviously, sure, the Democrats are there and they're, you know, going to be their own party of no for a while. But, I mean, Republicans didn't want to vote for this either. So do you feel like, you know, obviously he's got a lot of time ahead of him, but do you feel like this damages his reputation with his party a little bit and it'll make it tougher for him to get deals done going forward? No, basically it's a learning experience for him out there where he's going to figure out that he's got to do a few things a little bit differently. You know, he's got to remember he's always been a businessman, not a politician. This is the first citizen president we ever had in the history of the United States. Um, I, th- I, I, I don't know any way to prove that that's uh, incorrect. I would assume that everybody else had been a politician, though. Or at least a, or, or no. an army general. Or an army right. general. No, no, he's yeah, correct yeah. on that. It was yeah. really, uh, you know, Eisenhower. but uh, And Hoover was technically in uh, in Right, but, I, but, this, but they official. were not really private citizens. They were, you know. And, and Andrew right. Jackson, yeah. too. And Andrew, Andrew Jackson, Jackson, yeah, technically. But, so, yeah, uh, Sturge Yard resident, and your name's Charles. It'll be easier to just call you Charles. Uh, yeah. Charles... <laughs> I, just in general, how do you feel like it's been going these last two months for President Trump? Do you feel like it's uh, going well? Are you happy with what you've seen? Give us uh, one thing you're happy about and one thing you're disappointed about. Well, one thing I'm happy about, he now uh, the Border Patrol and ICE can actually do their jobs without being stopped by the president. And he's been getting rid of people who shouldn't be here. You know, he starts with the criminals first, okay? Are what we talking? Are we talking about the bad hombres? Is that who we're talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, those, those bad hombre guys. Okay. Yes, I, I know. And how uh, how how certain are you that he's going after the criminals and not non criminals? Well, supposedly, from what I read, that's what he's doing out there. And and the thing is that he's leaving you know the people alone. But would you Mainly, be surprised to hear yeah. that there are p- people that go in for their like annual check? in with uh, with ICE who are not criminals who have then been nabbed and deported? Well, if he's trying to get the ones with the criminal records first out there, obviously some other people may get caught up in it, but the thing is that if if you're in this country illegally, you're, you always got the chance of being arrested and deported. That's a problem with so, that kind of situation. So w- you and I b- agree that there are a lot of problems that we need our politicians to focus on, right? I think that's something. Of course. That, so why is it that you think the, such a priority should be placed on this border patrol business? Well, the trouble we have is we're having too many people come into this country. But it's did you know that the numbers the... are actually in decline, in great decline? Well, yeah, but the thing is that... that that varies in the stuff. I saw that report too, where they think supposedly more people are leaving than coming in. Right. But just mm-hmm. all I see in my area around here is people coming in, and what I'm afraid of is one of these days it's going to get to the point there's one job for ten people because there's too many people in this country. Uh, and just uh, for the record, so that people understand where you live, you live in the San Jose area, so that's the Correct. part of California yes. that you're in. Uh, so, all right, so that's something that you feel good about, but what do you find yourself a little bit disappointed about that's happened so far during the Trump administration? That's what I'm trying to think about. <laughs> I don't really, <laughs> I, 
I haven't seen it. Well, there, really well, there is one. There yeah. is one issue that you and I spoke about on the phone. If, if you recall, there oh, is. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, the thing about abortion out there, yeah, because see, what it is is the women should have the right to do that kind of stuff. And I was telling you my personal experience. My mother had some medical problems in the 1960s. And they wouldn't take care of him because she thought she was trying to get an abortion of some kind. And my mother almost died on me until the doctors decided to go and get her fixed up. Right. So what it was was that she, for medical reasons, needed hysterectomy. But what you were saying to me is that the doctors were not inclined to perform it because they thought that she was just trying to get an abortion, which was not legal at the point. So because you have this experience, you feel like it is something that should be legal and you don't like that Trump is pandering to the evangelicals. I know I'm basically putting words in your mouth, but it's right, words right. that you said to me correct. earlier. That's one thing he did that to get the votes because that's what they want to do every time they have an election. Do you think that he, Trump said a lot of things just for the votes or do you think he meant everything he said? Uh, he probably meant probably about 85 percent to 90 percent of what he said. What, what do you, I mean, what do you agree? Things you got to remember. There's always going to be some fluff and some sure. anybody runs for politics. Fluff. Yes, fluff. <laughs> but by the way, if he meant that many, that would probably be a first for someone who was elected president for what they said campaigning. You know, I do mean, you have an idea of what you think he said that he doesn't actually believe? Well, uh, like I said, probably the, actually he's a little more liberal on the abortion stuff out there. I, I did find that out. So you don't think he wants uh, to punish women who have abortions? What's that now? You think he was not telling the truth when he said that we should punish women who have abortions? Uh, yeah, because I think he said that to, to hit the votes for the religious people. So do you, do you, do you, I mean, maybe all politicians lie, but does, did it concern right, you President at all? Obama was going to close Gitmo. I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. still open. So, you know, I mean, people say a lot of things that when you actually get in there, you're like, oh yeah, I can't do that. Sorry, everyone. So, so when he would say things like that, it, did it concern you at all that he was a dishonest person? No, not dishonest. It's what you got to do to get elected. I mean, I don't know how else to say it out there because, I mean, I, I, I liked about 90% of what he had on his campaign side out there. So, wow, okay. And, and like I said, the biggest thing I liked about it was the immigration policy he had because we've had very little enforcement of immigration in this country over in Obama out there. Can I ask and, what you do? Yes. What, what, what do you do professionally? Oh, I, I live and work at a storage yard. Um, oh, hence as the, the name, name implies, so he's a storage yard resident. Not just a resident, uh, right? Storage yeah, Scott yard. has a question. No, I had to, to kind of two points to make. I mean, you know that uh, under Obama, um, deportations rose to their highest level. So it's not like he was he was actually called the deporter in chief as as you know negative thing. He deported so many against pretty much our own the Democratic Party. But my second point is: Are you at all bothered though by some of Trump's more blatant lies? For instance, the whole thing about, you know, basically saying Obama wiretapped him to the three to five million illegal voters. I mean, the things that such blatant things that it's hard to believe anything that he says. Do any of those type of really blatant lies disturb you or bother you at all? Or do you well, just look at his part of his... Well, was wiretapped. That's not... No, the they didn't. That, that, no. That was a Fox News... Like, right. Okay, well, uh, but well, I'm just Char- the, well, Charles, the, explain your understanding of it, and then we can go from there. What had you heard about the wiretap? Because, I, well, like Chelsea and Scott, my understanding is that it Trump was not. Tower, but it wasn't necessarily him that they were after. There was other tenants in the building that they were looking to get. But basically saying the President Obama had him wiretapped, and he's saying that about a predecessor... And some of those other more kind of blatant lies about the three to five million illegal voters and all these other issues that he's Or even he's when he just up. said on Friday that the reason that the health care bill died is because of failure of, of cooperation by Democrats. 
That we yeah, know is a lie. That's part of it, too, because the Democrats want to get behind it. And he had trouble with his own people, the rhinos in his own party out there who don't want to vote for him. They still got the never Trump stance. Well, that's not all true because the Freedom Caucus is even more conservative and thought that the the replacement didn't even go far enough to take back uh, insurance they stuff. Wanted so they to were make so sure nobody to the right. had essential what right. is it essential benefits right and no you know maternity care and and pre existing conditions covered. They thought that all that stuff should be taken away. So they were more to the right. And then you have maybe in your words the rhinos, the more moderate Republicans that felt like their people in their states would not be taken care of uh, as far as the Medicaid expansion. So you kind of had two sides there in the same party. But do you ever find yourself concerned by some of the more blatant things, the more over-the-top things that he says? That, does that bother you at all, um, especially when, when most of them are not at all based on any truth? Well, or he's no a different evidence. kind of guy. you got to remember, he's the first citizen politician we've ever had out there. And, and he's not going to act like a, like a politician has done it for decades out there. He's just got. He's a different kind of guy. They're doing different kind of things, a different kind of way. It is different. And what always I hope good. is it all succeeds. Right. I, I think the Chelsea's point is different. Isn't necessarily always good. Mm-hmm. But Charles, what you appreciate is that we are getting something different. And I think that that is what a lot of people who voted for Trump wanted. They're like, well, this is very different. And I know what I'm going to get with Hillary Clinton. I'm not interested in that. You know, that's. That's an old cookbook with so, a lot of recipes that I never enjoyed and I would like to not try again. So let's just go ahead and leave the Clinton family cookbook on the shelf. So was it I'm going to roll the dice that, on this this crazy maniac. I'm dying to know this. Sorry to interrupt some. So was it the fact that he w- has never been a politician before? Is that the reason why you liked him in the, from the beginning? Yes, because the trouble is the politicians, we got the same old stuff over and over again. And it's time for a real change because he said, you know, make America great again kind of thing. And I believe he's actually trying to do that. Uh, I've also seen other people, his friends out there, one I know called Roger Stone, used to work for Nixon. Roger Stone talked to him one of these, uh, on a Bloomberg TV program one time about he'd known Donald Trump for 40 years. He said, the guy is for real. He's trying to do this stuff. You know, it, He doesn't have to go do this stuff because he's got enough money. You know, He's got enough fame. Do you he think that a, he a rich man cannot still be greedy? How's this for an exact an, or, or an ego that has to constantly right. a rich be man cannot be greedy because be, he's already be rich. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like I said, the guy is a different kind of guy. We've never had anybody like this for president before, and, right? And so people have to kind of get used to the stuff because I mean, he's doing what he wants to do. He's he's the campaign promises are being fulfilled. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a hundred percent, but okay. at least. He's trying on some stuff. Like I said, he did right. the immigration thing. He did the thing with the health care. You know, he's talked about building the wall. All, all this other stuff is all going to happen. Because according do, to Roger Stone, Donald Trump is that kind of guy. He do, wants to get do you, I was going to say, comparing yourself to Roger, Roger Stone as being the person, again, you're like, he is a close confidant in Nixon, and Roger Stone has his own issues, so I wouldn't necessarily look to him as the... Uh, your last Moral point, Chelsea, guy. that you wanted well, to make. Last it. one? Yeah, well, because we have to move on. <laughs> oh, so, geez, yeah. I have to pick one of <laughs> well, the you were about to say something. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask about the price of the border wall, but if I only get one more, <laughs> I do want to ask um, if why or if Bernie was ever an option for you. You know, I actually heard the guy. He was in the county fairgrounds. I could hear his voice floating through the air at one of the rallies he had. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he, he and Trump had some agreement, like, on trade and things like that, you know. And, and I mean, I, I know what Bernie was trying to do, a little bit on the socialist side. 
I got some good ideas. I would have rather have him running on the Democratic ticket than Hillary any day. Well, look at that. Would, would you, you, would you, you and Chelsea are 100% in agreement uh-huh. wait, wait, on that fact. <laughs> now, Chelsea wants to know, would you have voted for Bernie over Trump? No. Yeah, no. because he's a but, Trump guy. But I, I, think, I think Bernie would have been a far better um, opposition candidate for him out there. Far better. You think he would have won <laughs> if it had been Bernie instead of Hillary? I'll be saying a good chance. I think Trump would probably do it, but you know it could be something like a, you know, a, a forty-nine, fifty-one, or something like that. Maybe kind of thing. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I bang this drum a lot. Maybe Bernie would have campaigned in Wisconsin. Who knows? We will never know in because Michigan. it didn't happen in Michigan too. Well, Charles, thank you so much for uh, giving us a little bit of your time. Uh, we appreciate having you on, and we'll check in with you periodically because we want to know. You know where your estimation of the Trump administration stands at any given week. So you know every uh, month, every four to six weeks or so, maybe we'll check in with you for a few minutes and see how it's going. All right. It'd be much appreciated, sir. Thank you, everybody. On Thank the you panel out there. All right. Thanks so much. That's our friend Bye. Charles, aka Storage Yard resident, and you know he's going to be right back in the chat. So it's it's he's very famous in there. So <laughs> you know uh, basically. I didn't Kim get K- to ask him if he really meant to call me a communist or. That was well, just you can a save it for thing. next time. All right, there's so you always see, next we don't time. want to burn through all of our A-list material. Right. <laughs> uh, so, is there are there any thoughts now as you hear a very vocal Trump supporter talk about it? Yeah. Does that change the way you think of Trump supporters at all, or did he basically say yeah. everything you expected? No, it kind of reiterates for me the fact that people just wanted something different because they don't understand the underlying problem of politics. They know that it's broken. But they don't know how it's broken, and so they can't name a proper fix. They just want something different. Instead, if they were to recognize that the problem is campaign finance, the role of money in politics, the way that people are elected, then the difference is in going after those problems. It's not just rearranging chairs on the deck of the Titanic. You've got to actually get to the root of why things are this bad, not just vote for a different candidate. You know, when you yeah. think about the amount of money they spent on the Titanic, that's uh, actually <laughs> a, a perfect uh, allegory there. Uh, yeah. Scott, your thoughts after hearing Charles? Speak? No, I, I mean honestly, it's what I expected. It's exactly what a Trump supporter would be. Exactly, it was, it's the fact that they want to change, and um, they're supporting him no matter what. He's different, so they're overlooking a lot of his quirks and his yes, his blatant lies, everything else, because they feel like he's. Uh, the change person, and they feel that he's going to make America great again. Uh, but basically, yeah, it wasn't anything new. Um, but I understand where they're coming from, like you were saying, Chelsea, but they're, but these supporters are expecting something, uh, but they don't understand the underlying issues behind And what's that. also very interesting is that he, and he, like other Trump supporters, saying, well, at least he's trying, he's trying, he's trying. But he's not going about it in any way that stands a chance of actually getting done. So I can try and be six feet tall, but there's no real way that that's going to happen as much as my intention might be hey, to grow. you can do anything you want to if you say Thank you. Chelsea. You know, that's once right. when I was under, like, the woozy medic, like, drugs for some kind of procedure I was having, um, I thought that they were going to um, cut under my knees and, like, add, like, bone, and it was going to make me taller. <laughs> really, for, like, 30 seconds, uh, I was totally That would be amazing. Yeah. So you could, like, stretch. I was. Where, yeah, where's this procedure? Yeah. Because I would have already I'm had sh- it. I think they no. do it, actually, in some Asian countries. But, right. you know, we digress too much. Yeah. We did but digress. <laughs> I, had, I had a point before, and I totally forgot <laughs> what that was. Well, because, okay, uh, just because you have good intentions. Right. 
if you have no idea, no path to get it done, should the good intentions count for much? At least Bernie had good ideas and he knows how the system works. He could have gotten things done, which is why it's such a bummer that uh, we won't have that. But, you know. It would have been interesting if uh, Bernie and Trump ran because then you would have had two guys running as representatives for parties that they're not really members of. Right. So that would have, you know, you would have. Mm-hmm. You would have had a very. It would have been a very different world, I, I think. But it would have been, a fantastic uh, would have been interesting. World. Okay, but what if he lost? It would be the same world then. So why you got to be so negative? <laughs> Look, that's what I'm here for now. But what we are going to do is we're going to be very positive because I don't want to run out of time for something I know you want to talk about. Yes, mm. So there was a lot of talk about Trump 2020 in the message room, the message board last week. Uh, Storage Yard resident in particular. Uh, if that comes to pass, that uh, Trump decides that he wants another go-round, that he had fun, he wants to be president again, what would be an appropriate opposition candidate for him? Do you have any ideas, Chelsea? Is this where I get to make Yeah, this is your thing. Oh, okay, thank, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Yes, it's Chelsea Galicia running for president. <laughs> no, no, it's not me. Okay, today. <laughs> so I was so excited when I saw this. I'm like, we have to cover this. So one of my heroes from this last election cycle was Van Jones, oh, CNN commentator. I thought you were going to say Steve Bannon. Mm. Van Jones. Because <laughs> he met me. <laughs> I, right. I just knew it would make Scott laugh. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. So Van Jones was interviewed and asked some, I don't know. I didn't, I won't watch the whole thing. Maybe I should have. But he was asked who, <laughs> who he, he would fully wholeheartedly endorse. Oh, I guess a caller called it. I think it was um, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. I think. Van Jones was on that show. I think it was some serious, hard-hitting journalism (laughs) like that. And so a caller called in and asked who he supports. And he's like, yes, of course, I love Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and all that. But really, I think who would have won or could win every state would be Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) Well, And Oprah has, you know, always said she would never run for anything because she doesn't have experience. But recently, she's like... She didn't say it, but you know she was thinking, well, experience doesn't really count for much. <laughs> right. If Trump if could do it, bil- anyone can do it now. If you're a billionaire <laughs> and, and can run something that people think is complicated, right. I'm sure the Oprah Winfrey show and the, their network and all that is probably more complicated than licensing your name to some buildings. Maybe. And their book club. Right. <laughs> She's got to run that book club. It's true. She doesn't <laughs> Make book club. America literate again. <laughs> that, that would be good. Be, Every hey, month she has a new book. She has great. a track record well, of doing that. And you know, you know what uh, her announcement, the campaign speech, of course, will be. You get a car. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. We all get cars. And then, of course, I would vote for Oprah because I want right. a car. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if she was just going to give me a book, I would vote for her. That woman a changed my cars. life. Yeah. Do you know, actually, you want to meet... The reason why I am here in this seat is it goes back to Oprah. Want really? Want to know why this is? I would love to know mm-hmm. why. Okay, so I, starting in college, was an obsessive Oprah fan. And on her show several times was a guest named Marianne Williamson. She's a spiritual author, lecturer, uh, awesome woman. And I um, started going to her lectures that she had every Monday in L.A. And then Marianne ran for Congress in 2014, and I had zero political inclination at that point, but I had set my life up to work part-time as a lawyer and to like try out new cool things, and so when Marianne announced that she was running, I'm like, okay, let's see what it's like to run for Congress. I had no idea what went in. I, I mean, I was one of the few lawyers who was not a political science major in college. I was a social ecology, more like psychology 
I was. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I was like so social I ecology. To, I I needed an explanation. So. So, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so it was direct line. Oprah, Marianne, Chelsea, Chelsea, Hillary versus yeah. Trump. Right, and that's why we're here right now. Yes, yeah. on the Trump the Report. All, you know, so what, when so when I meet Oprah one day, yes, that's the story. When you I'm meet President talk. Oprah. Um, I think <laughs> I think Oprah would be a, a good candidate, but I'm you know still... I thought about meeting her in my even in my daydreams about meeting I, her. I cry. I used to tweet her all the time and do a lot of jokes on Twitter Wait, with her you, involved in you it. You know, she tweeted somebody. At, uh, at oh, BHL, at, yeah, but what, at Shaka Smith because he covers a, a yeah. show that. Well, didn't she, does. she call into one of? The, and she called yeah. into the she finale. In. Yeah, so you see, Ooh, amazing. We're so this maybe we're this Oprah. close. To maybe Oprah. she's watching right now. Look, Oprah, because I know you are watching. <laughs> of course, uh, I think you would be a, a, a strong candidate. I'm just personally holding out hope that Sally Jesse Raphael runs. Because she's got my vote. I love those glasses. Now, where would Gail be, though? Like, what? Uh, oh, what, Gail, Gail would be chief of staff. Would she be chief of staff? Sure. Would, she yeah. yeah, I think. Press secretary. Press? Would she yeah. be a cabinet I think position? So. Yeah, I, but, I mean, but I listen. I, we, but where's Stedman? I mean, if we really want to break this down, where's Stedman going to be in all this? He's. There is I'm the... not sure, but I think you're. I, <laughs> I was think... going to say first gentleman, but that might be Gail, so I don't know. It could be. <laughs> I think wow, there are jokes, jokes, jokes left or right, but I think that this could be legit thing. If I have to go through four years of Trump, but I get to Oprah at the end of that, I think I might survive. <laughs> I think I might well, take it. Please let us know. Depending on the damage to the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Don't, I mean, don't the damage to the country in general. What will be left? Lady Goth in the chat points out that if we all got those cars from Oprah, we would have to pay tax on them, which is what happened when she gave right. away all those cars. Right. But she ultimately to, as we say, to be fair, she did pay the tax. Yeah. But yeah. if you know anyone who wins on a game show or anything like right. that, a lot of times they can't keep the prizes because the, the tax, tax is so high. That's a sneaky little plan, though. Gave everyone free cars and then... <laughs> That's that's the tax <laughs> right. That's the tax. I think plan we just right figured there. it out. We figured it out. People. All right, I, I'll, I'll send that to Sean Spicer. Yeah. Not that I have his number. That'll uh, give jobs because the you know the American <laughs> car dealers will now have to make all all those American companies will have to make cars for every single person. Anyway, uh, I want to, of course. Uh, so that that would be a progressive silver lining, wouldn't it? If, yes. Uh, yeah. So that's yes, this week's installment of that regular feature. Mm-hmm. It's time for our other regular feature, Gorsuch and Such. Gorsuch who, and such. I, what I was reading earlier in the week, uh, and today is Tuesday, so that would mean yesterday. I was reading that uh, he could very well fall short of the votes necessary for a smooth confirmation. Now, Scott. That does not mean that he would not get confirmed. It just means it would be a longer, drawn-out, more painful process, which, of course, President Trump doesn't want. And by all accounts, this seemed to be a strong candidate for him to nominate because Mm -hmm. in terms of what a Republican president can nominate, you could have gotten something much further to the right than Neil Gorsuch. You could. You could. I mean, he's pretty far to the right as far as the original. I mean, he's further to the right in Ruth Gator Ginsburg, of course. (laughs) He's pretty far to the right. I, I, you know, it's like Scalia light. Um, You know, look, it's the problem is, is that like we've talked about last week, it's a very bad precedence. It's kind of started on Democrats and now it's continued with the Republicans essentially stealing a seat. You, You can't put it any nicer than that. And now the problem is how far do the Democrats fight, um, and what point does it take that Mitch McConnell is going to use the nuclear option? Uh, because it's going to be very difficult. I mean, of course, Susan Collins said she's going to vote for him. That's not a surprise. I mean, she's been more of the moderate, more against a lot of, of Trump stuff, but she's still a Republican, 
and she said she was going to support him. So basically, you know, it it, it is going to be a challenge, and it's not going to be smooth, nor should it be. It it should should be rough seas for sure. It should not be an easy process because we've already set a very bad precedent and now it's going to happen again. And Mitch McConnell should know better because he's actually said in the past, you know, this power is fleeting, the pendulum swings, we have to be very good at not uh, taking too much of power because it'll swing back to the Democrats at some point. And yet he's already done that with not meeting with uh, Merrick Garland last year. So they're setting a really bad future precedent for the Democrats to now return the favor when that time comes. Um, but look, he's going to end up getting it at this point. There's no way we can delay it. I I think (laughs) with the delay, and I think there's a really valid argument to the, we should halt all of this to make sure that our president hasn't, didn't get his way into office by committing treason. So we're uh, talking about Russia. I know. I mean, that's the hard thing. You know, there was, what was it, Ted Lieu that was saying that the other day. It's like, oh, we should stop everything except essential government. Yes. Functions. I, I, I think it's still very hard to do that. I, I do agree that we still have a lot of uncovering to do, but we can't stop everything, unfortunately. I think except we can. the immediate. I, I just, unless, but that's the problem is the Republicans have to come on board in mass for that, and that's not going to, that's not happening. Yeah, they, I, I don't point. think that they're going to support the idea of like, okay, let's not do anything, anything. at all while this happens, which of course I, is I think that there the will Democrats. be some Republicans who are genuinely concerned that Russia really played a heavy hand in who our president is. And I think there are some people that just don't like the idea that a foreign government could inflict that much of their will upon us. Although there's, of course, the other idea, which is that, you know, Russia couldn't figure out how to do a Winter Olympics. So how can they rig an election? Because they have practiced? They've practiced, sure. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, look, and on this note... uh, We're we're not the... This would not be the first time that they have meddled in elections. It's meddling. Yeah, I wouldn't say they have gone as far as rigged. That would be physically changing I votes also find and, it hard to believe they're capable of... But, yeah, the meddling, I think... Right. You know, oh, I yeah, think, there's no doubt. I think, you know, if you know the right people, I think any of us could probably figure out a way to, you know, get get a precinct they, to maybe they, swing one way or the right, other. Right, but they've definitely influenced, and again, like we were saying last week, it's just a matter of how deep does this run with Trump and his officials and the and the, the administration and that's what we're still trying to find out like where where is that line and, and wh- i think how- we should hold off with any major decisions like a supreme court nominee this is a, a huge friggin deal well i just think we should this hold has- off it on principle just from what happened last year uh but mm-hmm. i think it's wrong what they did and they've really set it up to be a really bad precedence for future um Things and, well, and the decorum of the Senate and what it was originally supposed to be is slowly eroding, and it's, it is. It's really bad because if he does take the nuclear option, Mitch McConnell, then you know we're really in a bad place for future stuff. Although these are very different times, we do have a president who, at three in the morning, tweets at a guy who played the Terminator in a movie and Conan the Barbarian. So you know, I, I, I think it's it's a little bit of a different world. But what I wanted to get to was in terms of this Russia issue. Uh, you know, he's been asked to. This doesn't mean he will, but uh, Devin Nunez has been asked to recuse himself. Oh, he from said the he's not. Inquiry. Okay. He did say today he's right. not. He's yeah. not going to do it. No. Uh, do you feel, see, now the fact that he has it sort of negates that part of the question, but are you surprised that he's not going to because he, of course, is going to contend that I didn't do anything wrong, which I, yeah. I feel yeah. like even Paul Manafort says he didn't do anything wrong. You know, they all say they didn't of do course. anything wrong. Wait, did I read fake news or is it real news? Mm, if, Paul it, if, it was, if it was Huffington Post, it was fake news. Can I finish? Did you start? (laughs) (laughs) Paul Manafort was getting $10 million on I heard a year. 
Oh, was that the Cyprus thing with the money laundering? Are you that? Because that was the whole other thing I was hearing about too. The money laundering. I don't know if this is like a real thing, but Paul Manafort was apparently getting ten million dollars from pro-Russian Ukraine or or the right a year. That's 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 a lot of lot of look. If if Putin wants this to become the Putin report and (laughs) divide that ten million dollars up evenly between the three, maybe maybe we'll kick like a a couple grand to Stephen and Drexel. Oh no! Especially if it, <laughs> oh, no, if it includes cut out of that giving deal. anything to Stephen. <laughs> yeah, right, cut out. Uh, well, Drexel, yes, we, but we, we'll miss you. But we're happy to sell out for ten million dollars. Like really? I don't want to sell out for just a little bit. But ten no. million dollars, yes, I will sell out for ten million dollars. <laughs> oh, Christian, what? I'm going to do a little show where <laughs> I like, talk about how great Putin is. I have no problem with that. <laughs> and the fact that you do have a problem with it means you're a better person than I. And that's why you should vote for Chelsea Galicia. That's right. 2020. In 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I could run for president in 2020, but uh, just the idea just gave me goosebumps and hives at the same time. <laughs> uh, so uh, there was another thing that I wanted to talk about, and we actually have the time. See, I'm wow. trying to manage the clock better. You are. Well, look at this. Uh, and in an executive order, Trump has uh, said that he's uh, going to dramatically change the U.S. approach to climate change. Um, and I think that this is a very important issue, and we talk about it a little bit, but the reason why we don't talk about it a lot is because we could do whole shows on it, which maybe we will at some point. Right. We'll have guests on. I actually know people who work Same in the field. at JPL and other yeah. places that would be great so for this topic. So I, I think it would be a good, a good topic to talk about, and I think that part of the problem you run into with this issue is – you know, people are always told, like, well, you know, the science says this. And yes, because you have scientists who say something different, and you can argue with the reasons why they say it, but there are still some that are saying, like, well, you know, it's not settled. Let's talk about it. And they're like, no, we can't talk about it. You can, you should at least be able to talk about it. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is I was reading uh, something in the LA Times yesterday, and it was about Phoenix, and it's so hot in Phoenix. And it projected by the end of the century, Phoenix is going to be 130 degrees in the summer, wow. which you would think mm-hmm. it's already 130 degrees in the <laughs> summer if you've been there. But it's really like 110 and every once in a while it creeps up to 117. Right. Now, the thing that I saw about this, and if somebody is a climate scientist, please let us know. Tweet us at Trump Report ABTV. Uh, what they said about this issue I'll was... <laughs> I mean, I, uh, for a thousand dollars. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe Lady Goth will get a. Uh, we could get together. We do a Kickstarter. Thousand dollars. Lady Goth gets a Trump report tattoo for thousand dollars. <laughs> Come on, this, it's going to be great advertising. Anyway, uh, the idea that uh, you know it could be that hot in Phoenix is obviously something they're concerned about, and right. as it turns out. They're actually doing great measures of conservation. They use less water than they did in the 60s, and mm-hmm. they have infinitely more people. Not infinitely. They have right, they exponentially have a, lot a lot more people. Right. So, so that's all good. Now, the thing that I find confusing, because I am not a numbers person, that's why I ended up in radio, unfortunately, is that the, the point was that Phoenix's temperature in the last 50 years went up, I think, 1.3 degrees. So how is it? That in the next 80 some odd years, 83 years, it will then go up, you know, 15 to 20 degrees. Have you ever heard of this concept called compound interest? Right. Sure. Yes, I, was just I, say I just that. think it's, it's the... very quick, though. You know well, what I mean? But it that's goes how from compounding one, it does, works. But, but first of all, to go back on that, they're not saying the. I don't think they were saying the average was 130. They said Just it would regularly hit regularly 130, hit which 130. is different than saying the average which, every year is I mean, 130. Look, it does get that hot in Death Valley. Sometimes. It does very yeah. close. It's yeah. got up to 129 a couple there, of years I ago. I was there when it was 120. 120. Yeah, I remember yeah. 129 a couple of years ago. I mean, the hottest on Earth is around 134. But 
you know, basically what you're saying, you compound that, and over the years you start accelerating that. And if we are continuing to have the planet warm, it will go faster and faster than what it's been over the past 50, 100 years. And the other thing that I tell people, too, is I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do something to help protect the environment. Even if you don't believe in climate change, you know that we're polluting the environment. It's like smoking. If you're a person that's smoking cigarettes regularly, you know it's not good for you. We're polluting the atmosphere. It's not good for the planet, regardless of what your beliefs are. You know it's not good. Using coal, using these other type of uh, of, of old 19th century technology power, having the tailpipes not meet higher standards, that's polluting the atmosphere. We can go back and look at how L.A. was in the 60s and 70s before we increased. You know, that's the whole thing right now. The EPA wants to do away with the mandatory uh, increase in, in MPG. Right. Well, for the it's earth. a great point because it's one pollution. of the things we don't have anymore is acid rain, really. Right. You know? and, and it's and because you... of pollution. You're harming the atmosphere, regardless of what you think. If climate change is happening, what you or you believe it or not, you know that we're harming the atmosphere. So why would you not want to take the steps to help protect because us? Because jobs are more important. But that's the problem: is that we could we need to look forward into continuing with jobs. And yes, I understand the the economy versus and the totally environment. I totally said that sarcastically. No, no, but I record. do understand that there are economic no, things. I mean, but there's ways to plan for it. For some people, but and... there's ways to plan for it, and we should be planning for that because obviously this is the only place we have to live. So if we don't have the well, planet, we don't have Elon jobs. Musk has his way. Yeah, we, I was yes. going to say, speak for yourself. We, we, I'm going to get on that Richard Branson space <laughs> show. I don't think we don't I'm have jobs if we don't have a planet. I'll hold down the fort here while you're yes. up there. President you think, Chelsea, You yes. think Skype will work that far? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure in? it will. Yeah, we'll, Satellite. Still, we'll, of course, still do the show, although yes. it will be the Putin report at that yeah, point, so course. you might not want to be on. But to your point, Scott, yes, obviously. That's the part I just don't understand is the fact why they don't want to help the planet overall because without a planet you don't have jobs you don't have anything else so right. we know we're polluting let's take the steps to try to to minimize the polluting and we're we're going in the right direction yeah and There's i no mean i, I found it interesting in the same article the idea that you know los angeles would like to lower the average temperature by a couple of degrees right. i think in the next 20 years yes. and you know you read that and you go like all right well that'd be nice but they actually have some good ideas you know there's different kinds of sidewalks and, you can and, use and, more and trees the, right more trees the, the white painted roofs yeah. to help reflect the sunlight yeah, and look little Lots things, things like things that you can do. those are those are the sort of things they're doing in places like phoenix and, and taking Vegas advantage where, of solar panels and solar you know to, for energy uh that helps the overall energy and phoenix and Vegas. Vegas and Southwest has abundant sunshine. Take advantage of these things and really work on this new technology. And you're working on jobs and you're helping the environment, which is a win-win for everyone. I definitely agree. And we are going to have to leave it there because I said we got to everything, but then there was still one topic we didn't get to. Of course. That's all right. I always like to leave one one on the table. You You do. Uh, so, uh, special thanks to Charles, a.k.a. Storage Yard Resident. We really appreciate him joining us today. And he'll be back, and we'll maybe get a look at him. We'll get a camera yes. installed there. But make sure you follow us at Trump Report ABTV. You can follow us there, like us, YouTube, comment, rate on iTunes. These are all very important things. They're all things that we'd really appreciate. President Chelsea will look <laughs> kindly upon you if you are following the show on Twitter. When mm-hmm. she's sworn into BP office. BP to Oprah. All right. Well, All then right. you'll be future president after yeah, you, her eight you, you years. Be after Oprah, that's fine. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you, that, that's perfect. You'll be seasoned, and ready. You can follow our future <laughs> POTUS at Chelsea Galicia. And uh, is Scott going to have? Uh, is there going to be room in your cabinet for Scott? Oh my god, I for sure. So. Okay, so at S Man eighty, yes. he he would be in charge of figuring out education because he knows every historical fact ever in the history of America. <laughs> that's good. And ever. I, and we need to figure out how every child in America could have yes. his. Well, just of knowledge. Well, with 
Oprah's literacy plan with the books every month. <laughs> well, I will, good start. I will host Meet the Press during the administration. <laughs> so anyway, thanks to everybody. Thanks again, Charles Stewart, your resident. We'll see you guys and girls and men and women next time on the Trump Report. And everyone thanks. in between. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.